Organize Me Radio, episode 69, Sustainable Home Organization. I'm Naima Ford-Goldson. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Organize Me Radio. I'm Naima Ford-Goldson, and today's guest is the founder and CEO of Composed Living. Please welcome Elsa Elbert. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Elsa, thank you so much for being on. I'm really excited to get to know a little bit more about Composed Living. Uh, but first, can you tell us, how did you get your start in the organizing industry? Sure. So I think probably very similar to most organizers, I was born this way. <laughs> and all of my jobs prior to starting Composed Living were really focused on operational efficiencies and what's the fastest way to get what I need to do done. And so whether I was an individual contributor or working my way sort of into a leadership role, it was always just about how can we streamline what it is that we're doing so that everybody is the most efficient and functioning at their highest level. And then that sort of married with the fact that I've always loved interior design. I was the child who got like Architectural Digest magazine in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My mom was a real estate broker. We would go to open houses every weekend. And after maybe 15 years of working for larger corporations, uh, I just decided that it was time to have sort of my own schedule in my own hands. And when I sat down to think about what is my biggest passion and also what's my biggest skill set, this was the perfect sort of marriage of those two things. And so Composed Living was born. That was eight years ago now. Okay, got it. So what is your organizing specialty? We really focus on sustainability um, in both senses of the word. So sustainable on the one hand, meaning like a a solution that for our clients, they will be able to maintain very easily on their own and it's going to last through the years. And the other half of that being on sustainability as it relates to the planet and our impact on it. We do a lot of coaching with our clients about being more conscious consumers uh, and sort of taking inventory of why they might be acquiring certain things um, if there's any sort of like an emotional cause behind uh, behind their shopping patterns um, and also guiding them towards companies that are doing better things with cooler products. You know, there's so many awesome organizations now that are making clothing out of recycled materials or, you know, that have sort of take back programs where once something is done, you can return it back to them and get a credit towards something new. Uh, So we really just try to educate our clients on all the ways that they can lessen their impact on the planet. And also the products that we use in their homes are either upcycled from their own belongings or they're all using um, easily renewable resources. So how do your clients respond to the sustainability angle? They love it. I think it's really what sets us apart. Uh, We're based in Los Angeles. I think you know, everywhere you turn, you can find someone who is an organizer. um, And that's wonderful. I love that it's becoming a popular profession. 
but everybody has their different specialty, you know. Uh, I think probably people are most familiar with the home edit because they have their wonderful TV show and their products and all, you know, they're sort of this massive brand. So that's an easy comparison for us to make. Uh, while the organization might be the same, I think the way that we approach it is very different. So rather than being heavily product focused, uh, where everything needs to be contained and then like contained within the container, we focus more on like, what's the easiest, simplest solution for this family because time is of the essence. And, you know, also people have different behaviors, different learning styles, different capabilities. Uh, so we try to take all of that into account and then give them the most reasonable solution for their lifestyle. Uh, and, you know, there's organizers who specialize in hoarding or in families or kids, nursery setups, like there's truly a specialty for everything. And so I think our clients really seek us out because they are concerned about their impact on the planet. They want to learn how to do better. And then the biggest part of what we do is also in how we handle our clients' donations. So we make sure that pretty much nothing. I think we're down to about 1% actually ends up in a landfill and everything else that our clients donate is repurposed in some way. Uh, and they get so excited about that, you know? So we'll be helping someone declutter their linen closet, for example, and they'll say, oh, this towel is so old, it's stained, it's trash. And our answer is always, it's not trash. And, you know, we, and then we educate them on like, here's all of the ways that we can repurpose this towel for you. Maybe we'll take it to an animal shelter and they'll use it uh, by cutting it up and turning it into a rag. Or maybe we'll take it to our textile recycling partners and they'll spin it into a new fabric or use it for housing insulation. Uh, and then you see the look on their faces where they're like, I had no idea. Like, you're going to do what? I was literally just going to throw this in the garbage. And we're like, no, no, there's so many other cool things that we can do with this and we'll do it for you. And it's included in our rates. I think that's so cool um, doing something like that because I know a lot of us as organizers, we're doing the keep, the donate, the toss thing, right? And most of us aren't, you know, taking the time to, you know, spin something into a textile or might not even have the knowledge of doing that or where, you know, that can be done. So I definitely think that that is something that will probably be growing more within our industry. Because like you said, everywhere you look, there's a new organizer now, right? So there's more of us. I feel like there's more awareness as well of you know what yeah. clients are getting rid of what you can do with that so i applaud you for the sustainability portion of that because there are so many things where you're like oh well i never i never thought about that and that's what i'm yeah. hoping that people will realize when they listen to uh this episode and listen to what it is that you do and what you specialize in so i think that's great that's just really amazing and I also love, um, I love your approach, how you mentioned, um, you know, everything doesn't need to be contained. Every family is different. And I think that's important to note, like everyone is organizing isn't cookie cutter. It's not the same mm -hmm. thing for everybody. And so I think when people understand that it might be easier for them to get organized and maintain their organization. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think, you know, there's some fundamentals that probably every organizer does uh, that are just the basics, but truly every house and every individual is going to be a little bit different. 
I mean, I can see it even, I have three kids and each one of them is so vastly different, you know, even though they're all growing up, like sort of watching me and how I maintain our house. And they're a part of that system too. When it comes to their own bedrooms, it's like, first of all, you wouldn't think that some of us are related. And, <laughs> and then you look and it's like one room is like meticulous. One room is just like, what happened in here? <laughs> like, It's just so funny, but it's because they're all individuals, you know? So I try to work with them to meet them where they are and help them come up with systems that, that work for them at this stage for their lives. That is so great. Now, in addition to um, being an organizer and having your organizing company, you have a storefront as well. We do, yeah. (laughs) Something happened to me last year and I was like, what's the maximum amount of work that I can put on my plate? (laughs) So we did launch our first retail location. Uh, We were actually looking for a warehouse for, we also run a nonprofit that we opened last year officially. Um, that's called composed giving. And so all of these things really tie in together. The nonprofit started because of what we are doing with our clients donations and how we handle those items. Uh, and so we were actually looking for warehouse space so that we could keep more inventory on hand and also be able to sort and store more donations. Uh, we had a very, very small space before that was not ideal working conditions. So I wanted something that felt more elevated maybe a place that we could have workshops. Uh, But in Los Angeles, the prices for a warehouse space are basically the same as the price for a beautiful retail space. So when I found the perfect location, it happened to be a retail space. Uh, And so I had to kind of rethink my vision for what we were going to do and how we were going to utilize the space that we had. So we created basically the front third of the of our entire headquarters is a retail store. We do focus on carrying organizing products, but they're all sustainable. So we have things made out of bamboo, made out of plant-based materials, made out of recycled plastics. Um, we also carry some really beautiful locally made gifts. Everything is sustainably sourced. The ideal is that all of our vendors are like Los Angeles-based locals, women-owned businesses. We try to be as supportive as possible. Uh, But some cool things come from other states or even other countries. And so it's a really sweet little shop. Everybody who comes in is like, it feels so peaceful in here. It's so calm. Everything's so organized. We're like, yeah, it should be. Uh, But we designed the space to be very interactive. So all of the drawers can be opened and they show you examples of how to use some of the products. And then behind that, there's a big open space that functions as our meeting space for the team. It's uh, my office away from home. We also host events and workshops there every week. Uh, Some of them are led by us and some of them are just community members who've come in and they say, oh my gosh, it's always been my dream to host a painting class, or I have a women's marketing um, network that meets monthly. Could we use this space? So that part has been so awesome to get to know the community and meet more people just because they're wandering in. And then the very back uh, is where we sort all of the donations for Composed Giving. Okay, so Composed Giving, your nonprofit. Um, Tell us a little bit more about that. Who does that benefit? 
So we help anybody in need in Los Angeles County. Um, as I mentioned, it started from the very beginning of organizing. We've always done this very intense sorting of donations process to make sure that nothing goes into a landfill. And so in that process over the last eight years, we've come up with so many local charities um, that take things and give freely back to the community. Uh, some of them set up homes for former foster youth. Some of them are helping people who are unhoused. Some are helping children in youth centers. Um, and so we have a pretty tight group of about 20 local charities. So when we receive things from Compose Giving, which now those donations come from our clients, but also from the local community, um, we try to give as much as possible to our charity partners, um, but really our focus is on making sure that everything that comes to us is given for free back to someone in the community. So while I love thrift stores and secondhand shopping, I love the experience of it. I love the sustainability of keeping things in circulation. Um, I was a single mom when I was young, and I know how difficult it can be even to shop at a secondhand store. So it was extremely important to me that people who are needing any of these items, they're receiving them without the exchange of money. Um, so through our local charity partners, things are going back into the community. Uh, and we gift things like toiletries, home goods, clothing, children's items, books, uh, sports equipment, electronics. We also do e-waste um, and textile recycling, paper shredding really just so focused on making sure nothing goes into a landfill and all there's so many people in Los Angeles County who need all of the things that are being given away uh, so knowing that we can share those resources with people who actually need them is it's just such a wonderful feeling so if someone is interested in getting involved in your nonprofit, whether it's volunteering their time, resources, or donating money, um, how would they go about doing that? So we have a website, composedgiving.org. You can fill out a volunteer request form. You can DM us on Instagram, which is also just at composedgiving. Uh, they can email me directly from that website, but volunteers would be such a dream, especially if you're local, our stores in Woodland Hills, we always need people to come help sort through the donations so that we can make sure that they're going to the right place. We would love to have people offer their time to drive donations to where they're going. A lot of times these charity partners are in like downtown Los Angeles or the other end of San Fernando Valley. Um, so it can be quite a distance. Uh, also, even just donating goods, they can stop by the store anytime and drop off pretty much anything with the exception of large furniture. We don't have space for that quite yet. Uh, money is always helpful so we can pay the drivers, pay for gas, uh, marketing so that we can get, you know, the word out there to the larger community. Or even, I guess, if they have resources, um, other places where we could bring things, other organizations that are helping people get back on their feet or provide them with the goods and, and personal items that they need. That's always wonderful too. I think, I think it's so great that you were able to create a nonprofit within what you're already doing and, you know, showing how you can give back and how other people's lives can be affected or impacted by, you know, the charity that you're doing. So I think that is just 
so wonderful. And I'm going to look into, you know, composed giving and see what I can do to help out as well, because I feel like, you know, we we don't have enough of that in this industry. And I hope that, you know, more people will look into like the nonprofit sector. I know everyone can't, you know, create a nonprofit or anything like that, but yeah. at least like showing up and giving back and, you know, doing things that can help other people. Like some things that I do is I, I'll donate time to like a domestic violence shelter or things like that. Typically things involving women and children. Um, but I, I'm really hoping that more people will, you know, step up and do a little bit more because I think that in our industry, I feel like, you know, we're privileged in a way to be able to be professional organizers, right? And I think it's, you know, helpful to kind of like lend a helping hand, especially with, you know, some of the clients that we have have a lot, you know, they have a lot to give. So why not yeah. use that, you know, to our advantage? So I applaud you for that. That's really awesome. Thank you. That's very sweet. Um, but I agree completely, you know, and that's really how all of this got started is all it takes is your very first client and seeing the volume of things that you leave with in your car. Yeah. And then you just look at it and you're like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, I can't throw it in the trash. If I just drop it off at the local Goodwill, like I don't really know where exactly those items are going to go. Uh, not shading the goodwill at all. I think everybody does a wonderful job, but it just felt like, you know, I drive through Los Angeles and you see so much poverty and it just, something sparked in me that was like, this isn't right. We should be able to sort of partner these two together. The people who have too much, who don't want it. And the people who don't have enough, um, this just seems like a no brainer to me. Um, yeah, so even, you know, like volunteering at a, a women's shelter or a domestic violence shelter, so often they will accept gently used clothing or items for kids or household things, especially if they have like transitional housing. Uh, so, you know, such an easy way to just say like, okay, well, I'm just going to fill my car with this stuff and take it over while I'm there to donate for the day. And it's so nice. Then it's that wonderful feeling of like all of these items are actually going to be used and appreciated by somebody who needs them. It's the best. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Okay. So switching gears. So during the pandemic, one of my favorite shows to watch on HGTV was Build Me Up. And you were actually so on the show. Um, what I loved about it is how it, it seemed that he was always helping women who were kind of transitioning in their life, like going through some type of life transition. Um, yeah. How did you get involved with that? Tell me about that. That, it, that seemed pretty fun. It was really fun. Uh, one of the blessings of living in Los Angeles, having the whole <laughs> entertainment industry here. Uh, I was on a project and got a voicemail from HGTV from one of their producers. Uh, and thankfully, it was a client who is, she was a regular client and someone who I felt comfortable enough to be like, I'm going to listen to this voicemail and call them back really fast. So we were all pretty excited about it. And then we met for coffee and talked about what the project would entail. And, uh, and we had the time, fortunately, to do it. So we did. We filmed over three days. Um, it is wild because, you know, you watch these shows and you're like, wow, they did so much in 20 minutes. Uh, but really, it's like months and months of labor wow. and contractors and design. And then even when you're on set, 
it's so funny because most of the time you're just standing around mm. uh, or they're not filming like the behind the scenes stuff that you're actually doing to prepare a shot to look great. Mm. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, fakeness for lack of a better word. <laughs> they stage it to look like it's so easy and this was the simplest project. But by the time we got there, they had already been designing and doing construction for months. Um, and so we arrived to help with decluttering some of the things. And Teresa, the homeowner, was just the most wonderful person. And she is obsessed with the holidays, as am I. Uh, and so that's really what we were there to help her like declutter some of her holiday decor, uh, which truly was next level. And so, yeah, we would stand around for a couple of hours and then we would tape one sound bite and then we would work for a couple of hours and it was freezing cold but we had to dress like it was spring because that's when the episode would air <laughs> there's all these funny things that you learn along the way and then also over the three days we had to wear the same outfit so that it looked like we were doing wow. it in uh, in one day mm. so yeah all sorts of fun stuff but a wonderful experience I love HGTV I love Orlando the homeowner was also uh, just such a wonderful person to work with and we had the best time I would love to have a tv show like that where it's just it's such a fun vibe you know yeah. very different from what we do as organizers on a daily basis yeah I think it's it's so funny you mentioning like you know most time you're you're standing around you did the shot over three days and a lot yeah. of times I think people watching it they think it's like it's done you know so easy <laughs> But not nope. realizing all the real work that is going into that. And that's the same with organizing. Like when we organize people, it doesn't happen that quickly. It takes time to get yeah. organized. So, yeah. And I think often they're surprised, like we'll show up with a large team because we don't want it to take days and days and days for them. We would like to make a big impact in a shorter amount of time. Um, but, you know, if they could do it on their own, they would have. Yeah, right. So, it's like, yes, of course, this is going to take six people and a full eight hour day. Like it was a lifetime of accumulating things. Right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So, so speaking of organizing and people and their things, what about organizing products? I know earlier you mentioned that you sell some sustainable products in your storefront. Um, yeah. What are your favorite products? I love a bamboo drawer divider. I think they're so functional. Uh, we use them everywhere. Dresser drawers, kitchen drawers, office drawers, any place where you need to create categories that are larger. Uh, that's probably, I think I know that is our most commonly used product. We just did like a fun team report on like our best selling items and our most used uh, organizing product. And that was definitely the most used one. Um, I also love like junk drawer containment, like whether they're recycled acrylic little inserts or the bamboo inserts, when they fit perfectly into a drawer and there's no gaps anywhere, it's like, we've achieved the dream. <laughs> this is what it is. <laughs> I love that. Okay. All right. So, you know, we've had a chance to learn more about your business and everything and sustainability and all that. Can you tell me what's your greatest professional achievement? Such a good question. Uh, I think I would have to say my team, the fact that most of them have been with me for more than five years, 
really speaks to the culture that we have at Compose Living uh, and to their job opportunities, their growth opportunities. Everybody at this point really feels like a family and it just makes me so immensely grateful and proud that we have built a place where people want to continue working year after year especially with the generation that's younger than I am, you don't see a lot of that consistency where they've sort of maintained the same job for five years or longer. Uh, so it makes me really happy. Elsa, thank you so much for being on. I really enjoyed getting to know you. Can you tell everyone how they can find out more information about you? Yeah, so Composed Living, um, we're on every social platform, but Instagram is the one that I respond to most often, and that's at Composed underscore Living. Um, our website is ComposedLiving.com. We have so many wonderful free resources uh, and also a very long and detailed list on donation resources. So if somebody is at home and wants to know some great companies where they could take some things or do textile recycling and all that kind of stuff. Um, and for Composed Giving, it's ComposedGiving.org. And that Instagram is at ComposedGiving. Thank you all for joining us. Be sure to tune in next time for an all new episode.